The Football Pod. Colin O'Rourke said that in punditry today, that colour, wit and enthusiasm is missing. Tune into The Football Pod. <laughs> Paddy Anders and James Dunne will bring it for you. Subscribe to The Football Pod wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. What does the data say? Derek McNamara is back with us. Good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Derek. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, keeping well. Are you excited about this? I'm very excited, yeah. Like, it's been a pretty spectacular season for uh, Irish rugby, for Leinster rugby, for Munster rugby. Um, you know, it's been, a, you know, an indebted success, if you're looking at it from an Irish perspective. Um, four four you, teams in the Champions Cup next season yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to you, uh, your game against Manuel Sullivan. I, I, yeah, it's up there. Did did I see a touch after the, you potted the second ball? You I, did I see you thinking I'm going to beat Manuel Sullivan? Oh, here? You, you start to get excited. <laughs> you're ahead of yourself. Some of the comments said Ronnie had actually cheated as well. I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying I'm better at pool than Ronnie O'Sullivan, but well, yeah, sometimes you can see the success in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's up there. So, no, look, it's been, it's been an amazing um, couple of months, really, you know, and we've got to take that into consideration. Um, and, like, if we look at it from an analytical perspective, you know, when these teams start off at the start of the season, right, it's, it's nearly like a line, right, where you've got, say, you've got a really good player who, you know, you, you know is really, really good. You can push that player to try and get them into good positions or get them into positions where they can make a bigger impact so that you can win. Um, or else you've got a, you know, a better skill set. So you've got a better skill, so say, uh, kind of rooking. You push that because you know that you're better at that than other teams. Um, and then you can do it, say, you know, for backroom staff or you can do it from, say, a physical, mental, technical, tactical. If you have a way of measuring those things. So like the Munster last weekend, you know, Leinster, you know, had a, a coaching melt melter, to be honest. You know, if you've got two, maximum three games left in the season, you play your best team no matter what. Like, that's just, you know, in nearly every other sport you do that. Yeah, but then what if one of them gets injured and you miss it? You, you run that risk anyway. You don't. I mean, you didn't, you didn't play them. Like, they didn't play the front row. They didn't play first choice second row. They didn't play their first yeah. choice nine or ten. They didn't play the first choice fullback but or the, their wings. The team that they played was a mismatch of both. Right, you're nearly better off putting on your total seconds team. That the chances of those players ever playing together, let alone even coaching together, you know, during the season, it's it's not just about you know putting out players and expecting them to win. There has to be a plan. And if you're if you're in the NFL or you're in playing soccer, or you're playing any of these other sports, they're physical sports. You you want to keep that small incremental steps and learning playing together. So two s- games in in a situation where they had played their full full bore last week, mm-hmm. right? And we know La Rochelle rested basically there for first mm-hmm. choice. Which which coach would you rather be? I'd like to be the Lancer coach. Well, had they won, but now that they now you see in the media the entire like <laughs> in the entire media are like, are Lancer going to lose? But this team hasn't lost a game. This team who've played together, whether it's for Leinster or for Ireland, the last time they lost was against La Rochelle this time last year. So, like this line that I was talking about, you know, Munster were able to push the physical side of things because Leinster, they knew Leinster weren't going to be at the races, they pushed the physical side of things. Or, if you look at the likes of Liverpool, or not Liverpool, um, Arsenal this year, okay, where they had a really young team, really young uh, back or staff, and um, played fantastic, you know, free-flowing soccer at the start of the season. And then, you know, as the season went on, they just weren't able to actually keep that up. And very similar thing that happened to uh, Liverpool before they won the, the champion or the, the league a couple of years ago. 
the season before they fell apart around the same time of the season. And what they did is they used analytics and data to measure kind of what, what it is you need to do to get to a, a point of winning the league. And that's the way they're able to bring in the specific ta- players who are able to come in and play at a specific level. And that's quintessentially what analytics is, is having a way of measuring yourself versus all your other teams that are out there. And what we do in Rect Rugby is specifically, well, we help with all that type of measuring, but we also help with what's happening in the game. And when you get the professional, when you get to the elite level, you're able to then implement game plans based on the analytics, based on where your line is compared to where the other, li- you know, your opposition's line is. Um, and, you know, what I thought would be a good idea, a good exercise is to look back at last year's, this time last year's, and look at the game, the, the final last year. Because it's and actually going to be largely the same <coughs> Leinster team, with uh, obviously the mm. exception of uh, the 10. So yeah. I think we expect it to be a very similar starting team. There might be one other change, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like, and Look, if, if if we were to look at, you know, where La Rochelle are compared to where they were this time last year and this year, they're kind of roughly the same in certain elements, certain skill sets, but passing, they've improved significantly and they've improved in the back row as well. So they're, they're seven with Botia playing now. He's significantly improved them. But if we were to look at what Leinster have done between last year and this year, they have significantly improved in nearly all areas. And if we put those two lines together, you know, Leinster are still significantly favourite, but they were this time last year as well. Um, I don't remember what the odds were last year, but uh, I think the spread were 10 points. which I think there were ten points last or eleven points last year. Okay, Leinster I think were. I think it opened this week at around eleven, but it's down to seven now. Is, yeah. is, is what the, so a lot of money's coming for La Rochelle this week mm. is what that means. Yeah, like a, a really significant amount of money. If I'm right, if it if it did start at eleven earlier and it's now seven, it's not like a few fifty quid here and there. That's a big amount of money that would yeah. come from bringing back, bringing it back. Yeah, but if, if we look at what happened last year okay so if we look at what La Rochelle did prior to the actual game okay so basically when they're creating a game plan they looked at kind of three main areas I think we have a slide here just to show that so basically they went out to disrupt the game plan is this last year's plan this is last year's game plan okay so they went out to disrupt Leinster's game plan hold on to the ball and disrupt the breakdown okay so the first one when we say disrupt Leinster's game plan okay they basically um there's basically the two lines of game plan, and uh, prior to the, the games last year, it was identified that Leinster had a significant drop off in the second half. Okay, so La Rochelle would have known this. So the idea was: is how do we stay in the game? The when first you say half? they have a drop off in the second half, what do you mean? So the accuracy of players, the accuracy of the breakdown, the the overall performance of the team had a significant drop off. Whether it's passing the ball, the accuracy wasn't as good. Whether they're entering the rook, the accuracy wasn't good. Or whether or not they were making making tackles or missing tackles. So there was a significant drop off in Leinster's performance last year. So over the course of the season, and yeah, over the over the, the last three or four games leading up to the final. Okay. So when when we had the line of Lancer, there was a significant drop off in the end of the second half, but uh, La Rochelle's was nice and straight. But in the first half, La Rochelle were significantly uh, less, uh, or weren't as good as Lancer basically. So La Rochelle had to disrupt Lancer's game plan, and they did that by understanding where uh, Lancer's carrying came from which was their back row so that was their biggest threat so they were able to blitz uh, in midfield to take away that first uh, receiver off the second pass you know the behind Sexton and the pod Yeah. so they were able to blitz to slow down and down so that and would disrupt. tend to have been a, a back row 
Yeah. And so, so we don't have to worry about all the other carriers. We just need to worry about the back row. And so that that's a cue for the defence. Because, again, we were talking to James Tracy about, like, mm-hmm. um, tells and, and things that you see, and, and uh, you know, in the analysis, you're, you're waiting to see stuff, those patterns emerge. And when they emerge, then you know, okay, I actually know where the ball is going to go here yeah. um, because you've done the work in advance. Yeah, and that's exactly so. Um, Lara Shell would have known this last year. Um, so basically, if they were able to disrupt Leinster's game plan in the first half and slow that ball carrying down, then they knew in the second half the data shows that they they could you know they got a better bigger chance of winning. Um, and that those trends don't aren't there this year. Okay, so there's no drop off in Leinster's performance this year. It's it's steady the whole way through. They're not making the same mistakes. The substitutions that they're making, they're making a little bit earlier or a little bit, um, you know, uh, injuries this weekend is going to be huge because two teams are going to go out of hell for leather. If Leinster can avoid getting an injury earlier on, then it's a massive, massive bonus for Leinster. Massive bonus. Um so the second thing that uh, Lara Shell like to do is like they like to hold on to the ball. Okay, so um, if they have the ball, then Leinster can't score. Uh, pretty obvious. Okay, but when we look at the data, um, they're happy enough to hold on to the ball in midfield. So they spend around fifty percent of the time in midfield. Um, I'm not sure if you remember um, during the Six Nations, Italy were similar. They had a similar type of game plan in midfield, but they weren't ever able to break the teams down they were playing against. And as a result, they weren't able to, you know, cause penalties. La Rochelle, on the other hand, they, they play really, really narrow. They're, they play more narrow than Ireland do. So that's something that, La- that Leinster will know this year is they don't need to worry too much out wide over the first, second, third phase. But as soon as they go through the phases, that's when they have to worry. Um, so then the last thing that they looked at is disrupting Leinster's breakdown. Can I just ask you about yep. that? So say you know this is going to happen, but with the big beasts that uh, La Rochelle have, I know this thing that you're going to do to me, and then you do it to me anyway, and I'm like, oh man, it's even more depressing now because I could have stopped you, but I just yeah. can't stop you. Yeah, so I think Leinster's defensive line has improved significantly. Um, so there's the way in which Leinster plays, again, very, very similar to Ireland, nearly identical, where they can play different patterns when they're in defensive line. So they can actually close the door, they can sprint up, they can blitz, they can um, run up and stop every time the ball has been passed. So I'd expect to see those types of game plans being implemented this weekend where it... and. The other side of this whole thing is that there's, you know, we're going to talk about it in the breakdown is decoying. Okay, so when you get really, really good at implementing game plans, and you get really, really good at being able to measure the performance of your opposition, you can set decoys. So you can show as if you're doing one thing, but a matter of fact, that's just what the opposition wants you to do. Okay, so that's what I'd expect to happen when we look at the breakdown. Okay, okay, keep going. Yeah. So basically, when we when we look at the breakdown, so. Um, La Rochelle when they're counter-rooking, okay? Um, last season, when we took the last four or five games leading up to the final uh, in 2022, they contested around 60% of the breakdown with a 17% success rate. So what that means is is the average is around 51%, okay? So La Rochelle contesting, contesting yeah. with the breakdown. So what 17% means that of success rate means they either disrupted, they either slowed the ball down, they either caused the ball to spill out, they turned a turnover, or they caused a penalty. Okay, so that's what that 17% means. And it's 70% high? But it's it's not uh, unusual. Okay. It's, it's actually right around where everybody else is, okay? So when we look at the actual final, though, as La Rochelle actually contested 85% of all breakdowns. So they made it a war zone. 
Yeah, they did. Yeah, exactly. So the and the consequences of that is is that it draws an extra player in from Leinster's play. So rather than there being two players per rook, there's now three players per yeah. rook. And what that does is then it causes the back line to not have players in the positions that they need to be, which disrupts even further what's happening in the game. Yeah, and the knock-on is Leinster scored no tries. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like So while the success rate at 15% um, is you know average, but if you do it way more, the average being at a similar number means the actual number of times that you are successful increases because you're yeah. doing it more often. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It, it's also more physically wearing, I suspect. No, but see, that's that's the thing. So um, we'll go into now in a second, um, just around the individuals. But how you combat that? So something that probably Lancer didn't look into, which I don't know if they're looking into this year, but I think they'd be silly not to, is, is that if you're counter-rooking, if you're actually making an attempt at the, the breakdown, then that has a significant impact on what you're doing, okay? Because if you're... Leaves the space behind you, you mean? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, there's space, either left or right of the breakdown. And what Leinster failed to do last year is do that pick and drive and the heat and the exhaustion and everything kind of... You know, they lost by last play of the game, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We're talking tiny margins here. Yeah, yeah, class yeah. teams. Yeah, so, but, but the point here is, is that if... if La Rochelle go to do that this year if they go to that kind of 70 to 80% breakdowns then they're Leinster are going to know that this year so this is how the game has evolved using data using analytics but maybe that's the bluff maybe this is the bluff uh, let's get to we're going to get to that so when we just look at, at La Rochelle where they are now in 2023 so we've looked at their last five or six games they're around 66% of contested breakdowns which is which is high you know it's it's reasonably high um, with a success rate of 19%. Okay, so they've, they've ticked up from where they were last year, but they're still in the ballpark of where they were. So they, they can push that 85% if they want to. Um, but when we look at who, who it is that's responsible, so when we look at, at the final last year, we have Skelton, Aldrich, uh, how do you spell this name? Bourgois, is it? Boogery. Boogery, sorry, That's how Raj pronounces it. I think okay, Boogery. Right? So yeah. it's funny because when I, anytime I'm watching these games, I never have the uh, audio on. Because we're, we're always doing it like so. I don't know how to pronounce most of these names. Uh, Bougherie. So basically, we've got first, second, and third for people that are watching at home. And then we have the success rate. So Skelton slows the ball down um, around 20%, 25% of the time. So, you know, one in every four rooks that he hits, but he hits a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the thing with Skelton is, is that he never causes turnovers. Okay. He just slows the ball down. So Lancer are going to be aware of that. They're, they don't have to worry about him stealing the ball. They just have to worry about him slowing the ball down. But if you, all you have to do is worry about slowing the ball down, then, then that's okay. You can live with that. You don't have to put the players into the breakdown as you did So last if you year. identify what the threat is, you can deal yeah. with it. Yeah. So then Aldrich last year, who was number one, he had a significant impact on the final last year. He actually you know, stole a lot of balls. And Borgwan... Borgwan... He actually had zero impact on the game, even though he, he hit, I think it was like 12 counter-rooks in the game. This is specifically on the counter-rook, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is on yeah. counter-rooking, okay. And Botia didn't play last season, okay. So then we'll just look at the last slide, which is 2023, okay. And Aldrick now has is nearly a, no impact again. Um, we have Skelton, who has, uh, again... A significant impact in the game, but it's just slowing the ball down. He, he doesn't turn the ball over, um, and then Botia, who is, he doesn't hit as many rooks, but he's the guy that we got to worry about as a Leinster fan. He's their Tyburn. 
Yeah, yeah, very much so. He he's the guy who causes the penalties. He's the guy that causes the penalties or turnovers. But if you can live with if you can live with um, Skelton, we can live with Aldrich, and we can live with what? Bartier. <laughs> Bartier. Yeah. Bougery. Bougery. Yeah. yeah. We we can uh, can't live with Bougery. Bartier though. Sorry. Bartier. Yeah. yeah. So we got that's that's the one thing. And you know, if we go, if we were just to go back to their initial game plan, you know, disrupt Leinster's game plan, stay in the game. They they can't just rely on the the three back rows to be worrying because Leinster's are, Leinster's game plan are much more dynamic. They can't just come off the line and sprint like they would against a, 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 who was it the Dragons or the you know whoever they played in um, or Ulster. They can't just do that sprinting because the lines of running that Leinster run are so far superior to anybody they're going to play against this year. Hold on to the ball. They, they, Larishel must hold on to the ball for at least twenty minutes of actual game time in the game, um, and if they don't, then they're going to be significantly disrupted, and then disrupt Lancelot's game plan. I just don't think that they're going to have that same success that they did last year because of the things that we've spoken about, and because of the understanding around the breakdown of these players causing a distraction. You know. It's not real. It's it's. They may turn the ball over once or twice between those three players, Aldrich, um, but Botia. If they just keep an eye on Botia, then and you know Leinster have another plan. I'm sure to take away certain elements of um, Larachelle's game plan, which are pretty simple. Like really, there's not uh, there's not a hell of a lot to what they do in certain areas, especially the set piece. Um, they got to be really, really tight. So I know, I know you say there's not a hell of a lot to it, but like again, talking to James Tracy, he was like, mm. "Their mall is is uh, once once it gets going, and even in the papers today, the front row are talking about the scrum. We need to get the ball out of the scrum really quickly because once they get you going, once they get you moving, yeah. But, so so like, that 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 is one of those things that we use analytics to try and turn their strength into a weakness. So. They can't start a mall if they don't have the ball in the line-out. Their line-out is really, really simple. Like, really simple. Like, scarily simple. So, you know, that's where they would... Is that not a strength, though? Is that, like, From to, a Lara Shell's perspective? Yeah, if, if, if you have a very simple way of getting your... Getting to your strength fast. Yeah, that's but when a real you strength. have one player who's uh, lifting 41% at the time... So one of their players, I'm not going to mention who it is, lifts 41% of the line. So he's nearly involved in 100% of all the lineouts. So you don't need to worry about where that where the ball is going to go. You just need to worry about where that player is. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Again, right? Say they say they're able to do that. You know it's coming, and they still manage to do it. Their their mall isn't actually that that good. Their mall is really really um, uh, what would you call it? It's really um, frenetic. Okay, so they get the ball down and they, they come at different angles to, to push the ball. But if you stop that at the, on, on, on its, at the start, and same with the, the scrum, if you can stay really, really tight and try not to push, just stay tight, they, they come on for the second push. Okay, so again, if Leinster know that, then they can, if they just stay tight, then depends on who is it, uh, who's the referee? I'll double check here for you. Um, South African dudes. Is it? Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. And then they need to get the ball out quick. <laughs> Piper, isn't it? It's Piper, Piper, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Piper. Piper is, yeah. So there's there's a couple of things, but like, again, there's the, the number of scrums that have been played in, in professional rugby has dropped by 20% in the last year. So there's there's not that element necessary in the, in the scrum as there would have been. So 
you know, we're, again, we're trying to look at those two lines. If we're, we're saying, okay, La Rochelle are here, Lancer are here, where are La Rochelle slightly better? You know, after last week's performance, I would say coaching, they definitely have a bit of an up on the on the coaching as an overall product. Do they have better players? No, they don't. Like Ireland's, like it's all of Ireland's team. They're These players have been playing together for years. This is the pinnacle of what they're doing. We've got the World Cup in a couple of months. Are they better at skill sets? They're slightly better at passing. They're 10 is good, really amazing kicker. So they have to be really wary about giving penalties anywhere in their own half or in scoring position. But as a ten, as a as a threat, he's not a threat. He's a, he's a he's a he gets the ball and he ships it on. He doesn't even come onto the ball very quickly, so he doesn't take a flat. So he's not a worry. So there's there's all these things that have been said in the media, which is like okay, that's a really good perception on it. But in reality, when we look at the data, Lencer are favourites, and if they're only seven points favourites, mm-hmm. then I'd be. Maybe putting a few quid on it. Well, if I was into that thing, that is not gambling advice, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't, I don't even gamble. <laughs> so you're confident that Leinster are going to win this weekend? Yeah, come on. All right, stupid. Finally, a bit of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah confidence, stupid. Okay, the, Derek, reactrugby.com if anybody wants more uh, details. Thanks a million. That's Derek McNamara with us. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.